I fell in love with her at first sight. Like I said, as soon as I saw that picture, we just haven't stopped talking that since. But yeah, just she had this energy about her that just kept drawing me in and, and she would feed. I guess that's like a missing thing that I just needed. And she would just kind of reinforce it all the time. And I just I was hooked before even meeting. And yeah, I remember grandma telling me, rest in peace, telling me that when she saw me come out of the room, that she knew that I was going to be Gabe's wife. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Be sure to check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couples Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. And so we've created not only an avenue where you can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Gabe and Myra, thank you so much for joining us today and on Couple Synergy and here in our home pub. <laughs> thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Great to be here. Yes. Thank you. I've always wanted to be here. <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's uh, start by introducing you guys. How old are you? What do you do for a living? And how long have you been together? Guess I'll start. I am forty two years old, and we've been married for thirteen years together for eighteen. I've always been a career uh, creative director, designer, and just as of early late twenty nineteen twenty twenty, I've uh, decided to change my career path. And I'm still in the creative space, but I am now a um, director slash producer of my own startup and Mindflix Films, little plug there. And I am finding the uh, freedom to express other uh, creative energy that I've had. That's what I'm doing now. Great. And I like having my husband around. It's awesome. (laughs) Uh, My name is Myra. I'll be 40 this year in December. So I'm planning a big 40th um, getaway. And I'm a photographer and a mother and a wife. (laughs) And can you guys tell us the story of how you met? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go for that one? Yeah. I was working in Oprah, an insurance company. And that's where I met his, Gabe's aunt. She saw me and she's like, oh my God, you're perfect for my nephew. You got to meet him. And at the time I had just gotten over a breakup and I'm like, no. And then, but I'm like, let me see the photo. So I saw the photo. I'm like, oh my God, he's cute. And she planned everything to me. So yeah, it fun- went. Sorry. Funny thing to add to that too, is that she also reached out to me and told me, I've met the perfect girl for you. She's exactly like the way you like them. And so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was like, well, I won't believe you until I see a photo. And I sent him a photo at the time. We didn't have a phone. 
So I had to go to my friend's house and use her computer. And I sent her, I sent gave a, a photo of me. Pre iPhone era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I saw her photo and I picked up the phone and just casually left a smooth message. And ever since that call back, we haven't stopped talking since. Yeah. This is like the original matchmaking. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> To this day, she still says, I was your Cupid. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I did so good. Your girls are so beautiful because of me. <laughs> right, Alina? <laughs> so how, how long between that and actually meeting? I think it was. Like within the month? Yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, we were pretty far. I was in Lombard and Gay was in Waukegan. I had no idea where Waukegan was. And then when I told my dad, I'm like, I'm going to meet this guy from Waukegan. He's like. I don't want my daughter to be going to no meeting no guy from Waukegan. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with Waukegan? So it was pretty much an hour. Yeah. An hour yeah. distance. And I had no idea where Where'd you guys was. go on your first date? He took me to this. So she, she did come up and my aunt, that was, that was like the safe meeting space. And since she knew who she was and my aunt at the time was having a, a candle party. <laughs> so the entire family was there. It's I'm, so funny because it was around eight o'clock and I was getting ready and I'm like, you know, at the time I was, I, I pulled up MapQuest and it said one hour and I was like eight o'clock and get there at nine. What's the point of going? And so I, I called Elena to cancel and she's like, no, Myra, everyone's here. Grandma, all my sisters are here. Grandpa, you need to come. It's like, what? <laughs> now I'm not going to go. <laughs> like, oh. Your first meeting was with the entire Everyone, family. Yeah. The, the, the plan was just where we're going to meet at her parking lot and go from there. Uh -huh. But as soon as she got there. Elena came out and she um, said, you have to come in. And it kind of became like, yeah, a, 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 a meet around everyone. But the funny wow. thing behind that nice. story is my grandparents, they were very spiritual people. Oh, that's right. And they would go and pray, you know, to families who would request, you know, let's come have, you know, just a small little prayer group. And unknowingly to us. Yeah, we were, my, we were having um, some problems with the house. Mm -hmm. So my dad called like a church group to come to the house and pray for us. And I remember that day, um, my mom's like, can you not go out today? Um, we have people coming in to pray for us. And I'm like, okay, I'll stay around. Yeah. It turned out to be his grandma, grandma and grandpa. They before came out even to your parents' house. Yeah. Before even meeting. Yeah. Wow. Before even meeting. And yeah, I remember grandma telling me, rest in peace, telling me that when she saw me come out of the room, that she knew that I was going to be Gabe's wife. And yeah. she prayed for me. I remember she, um, she um, got me on my knees. And this is before the aunt set you up. Before the yes. aunt. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until yeah. that day that we were first meeting that she did walk in to, to meet this group of everyone who was there. When Myra realized, oh, my God, you were at my house. Yeah, when I, when I saw them. you came to pray for us. How did, how are your families connected? Was it through a church or something or? No, not at all. I guess it was just like she had yeah. mentioned earlier, you know, that her family was going through. My you know, dad. I don't so they just wanted someone to come and pray and it just happened to be your yeah. grandparents. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know. That's yeah. crazy. I know. I love it, though. <laughs> and I remember there was a point where we were dating and grandma and they're very spiritual, like his side of the family. And they invited us over to this new church in St. Mary's and we went with them. And at the time we were like not doing so good. And grandma's like, Myra, just, just hang in there. Don't worry. Things are going to get better between you and Gabe. Like she always like wanted us to be together and not worry about anything. And she was so sweet. And Six, we, you know. we had never opened up to anybody uh, she knew. in regards to these problems, but yeah, she just approached us with just these words and it kind of, it just 
landed at the right spot. It was probably my face. I was probably like, (laughs) I could have been. You know, hide my face. She she could feel it, probably, right? She was very in tune with things like that. Okay. So, how does your relationship develop? You know, how long did you guys date? We were dating for five years. Yeah. Dated for five years. Well, how old were you guys when you met? I was 21. I just turned 21. Yeah, 23, 24, I believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. We dated for a few years before I proposed. Well, we dated. And then after three years, we moved in together. We lived together for two. And then you proposed. Yeah. Because I pressured you. Like, where's the ring? (laughs) Was it five years? Was that an issue at all with either of your families? Yeah. Oh. It definitely was. What's the story with that? Well, with my parents, for example, my dad especially, he was always like, can you, know, you guys let them know what your guy's background is? Your ethnicity? Oh, yeah. oh, we're Mexican. Yeah. So we come from very traditional Hispanic families where it's very, it's there, it's, there's still a lot of male dominated culture and um, the machismo. Machismo, exactly. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of like you need to have all of your ducks in a row. You need to have a home and, you know, you need to be prepared before you even think about asking a girl to, marry you or, or anything like that. So that's where my dad was kind of coming from. I mean, he was also, you know, giving me some sound advice, of course. Uh, I didn't want to listen. I just wanted to go out and do my own thing. And that's kind of where it was coming from with me. But my parents were also supportive of me. They didn't really give me a hard time. Not like on the flip side with women, for example, they're very tough on my sisters. And, you know, Mary can attest to the same thing happening with her family. My parents didn't want to know anything. Like, I just left and they're like, okay, fend for yourself. You're going to do what you want to do. So you're out of our house. So she was literally just cut off completely. Wow. Cold turkey. Just cut off. Yeah. For how long? <laughs> to <Till> now. <laughs> Till now. <laughs> yeah. so, so financially, but they still talk to you. Yeah. Now they, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is more cultural or more religious based? I think it sounds cultural to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe some religion may have, you know, we grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of conservative aspects of that, I, mm-hmm. I would believe, too. So, but yeah, I think it's more of a cultural. Are you guys mm-hmm. first generation or were your parents first? Uh, we you are guys first. Are both. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you have that aspect, too, which mm-hmm. is, you know, however things were done back then, yeah. back there, they like try to bring it. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No one does that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that in a lot of aspects in our lives where, Kind of like the boomer generation and the millennial generation. I feel like we're kind of somewhere in the middle and we do understand both sides of things. So I've I've seen myself as far as, you know, in my career goes with corporate areas that I have been kind of like the liaison between those two groups. And yeah, right. Kind of mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah. So how does the proposal happen? Um, did you do the traditional thing and ask for her hand in marriage? I did. But before I did that, you know, I had to get the parental approval. Right. And I, I went ahead and I chatted with her folks, you know, without her knowing. My parents love Gabe. Yeah. Everyone loves Gabe. Yeah. yeah I always I always had a great relationship with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And so they were when I mentioned it to them, they were excited. I don't know if they were pretty much like, thank God it's you. <laughs> kind of a thing. Pretty much they did. Yeah. So they were they were 100 percent, you know, approving of it. And I held on to that approval before I actually got on my knee and asked the question for about three or four months. Uh, it was 
it was really tough to find the time in the perfect place to actually go ahead and propose to her. And she's got a funny story of how I actually did it. And I love sleeping and he wakes me up <laughs> in the middle of night, in the middle of the night on Valentine's on Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. it was on midnight on Valentine's Day, but it wasn't it wasn't in any, you know, fairy tale, awesome location or anything like that. It literally was just in, in our bedroom of the apartment that we were sleeping. And I was just like, I, I've got to do it. This ring is literally like, you know, digging a hole in Burning his pocket. And it's it's got to it's got to be done now. So I, I went ahead and I did it now then and there. And so is this the midnight after Valentine's Day or before Valentine's before. Day? Right before. before. So it, first minute of Valentine's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> what did you think when you woke up? I was like, what's going on? What's I, wrong? Because he would always play jokes with like little fake bands. And this time he was getting on his knees and I had to rub my eyes. I'm like, what? I was practicing in the past. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with you, Gabe? And he, he popped the question and I, I, I didn't even see the ring because I was crying. I just had tears and she couldn't see so the happy. ring. So many tears. In her eyes. Yeah. And what'd you say? I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Oh my gosh. Five years. <laughs> what was it about the other person that you fell in love with? Gabe's so big and tall. He's handsome. I love his personality. He's very charismatic. He's romantic. Um, he's just really cool. Yeah, Myra, the same goes with me. I, I fell in love with her at first sight. Like I said, as soon as I saw that picture, we just haven't stopped talking that since. But yeah, just she had this energy about her that just kept drawing me in and, and she would feed. I guess that's like a missing thing that I just needed. And she would just kind of reinforce it all the time. And I just I was hooked. So your aunt was right, but she was your type. <laughs> yes, she knew. She, she knew who and I was. Tell them what your mom said. What was that? That she's like Myra's, just like us, like the family. Yes, yeah. she did. She did say that, but I believe that she meant meant it in like you know how when you meet someone and it just feels like you automatically know them or like you've known them for so long and it's just like the chemistry is just there. My mom felt that right away, so she did say that like she's just like us, like as if it were another family member. And yeah, it has felt that way. So grandma knew. Mm-hmm. I know. Grant knew. Your mom knew. Yeah. How soon did you guys know? I felt. Gabe was the first one to say, I love you. Yeah. I was more like reserved because of my past. I, can, I guess I knew that I loved him too, but it just took me a while to express that. So to me, it felt I had an instant connection right away. I didn't kind of go down that path initially in my mind, like this is the girl that's my forever girl. But it was just like a feeling that I did have that it was a it was a, a sure bet for me. So did you guys ever break up? Yeah. So I was um, in flight attendant school and I was in Dallas. That's where we were stationed. And before I left, I I got together with Gabe and pretty much broke up with him. <laughs> well, he broke up with me. Like, I think it was like a mutual thing because I was leaving. He's like, if you leave, then I'm done. You know, and I was like, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> so cut and dry how she said, how she's saying. Yeah, it. I'm just making it quick. <laughs> and I said, okay, yeah, fine. And I just did my thing. And, and that's when September 11th happened. So pretty oh, much September yeah. 11th happened when we were going to take our exam, our last exam. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in the in the cafeteria studying for my my last exam and my roommate comes in. She's like, Myra, oh, my gosh, a plane hit one of the towers in New York. And, and I thought it was a joke. OK, because this is our last exam. Right. And it wasn't until the second one hit. And then I was like, oh, my God, I better stop. 
what I'm doing. And we, we watched pretty much everything in small little TV. And then um, came back. I got into, I don't know how we reconnected, but I don't know. Then we just Did started that talking again. Did not become a flight attendant? Yeah. I was oh. so scared. Got yeah. it. I was really scared. Yeah. You know, my roommate went back, but I didn't. And she ended up marrying a pilot. <laughs> and she has two girls. They're super cute. But yeah, I, I, I stuck around. Yeah, I don't think it was like a breakup, like, I hate you. I never want to see you again kind of a thing. It was more like a, a mutual agreement. Like she wanted to do what she wanted to do. And, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, let's, let's go our separate ways. So it was never anything. Like, what was the length of time? I was out there for like three months. Yeah. So then you come back. Yeah, I come back <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know how, I can't remember how we reconnect the game. I think, you know, we just called one another and you, we were talking about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And so this happened before your engagement though. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. How soon after meeting did this happen? The breakup. Yep. Oh, it must have been like within a couple of months. Okay. Yeah. So it was so pretty, really we were still pretty fresh, and I, yeah. I think that's why it wasn't so difficult to go ahead and mm-hmm. part ways mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was still almost. It almost just felt like we were just, you know, yeah. you know like a budding friendship, kind of very casual. Mm-hmm. I remember being on dates with other guys <laughs> and texting Gabe in the bathroom. Like, Oh my God, this day's so boring. <laughs> and, I'd rather be with you. And, and he's I, like, why are you te- Why are you like calling me when you're on a date? <laughs> right. But then, I, then I, you know, at that point it was kind of more of a friendship kind yeah, of thing. We were just and I would tell her, well, you know, why don't you go out with your girls and go, go to this bar or go do this. And, and yeah. So we, we just kind of had that open communication from the get go. Yeah. So you guys were only separated for three months, m- meaning that you were down in Dallas and you were, up here, mm-hmm. Gabe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In Waukegan. In Waukegan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love Waukegan. There's a nickname to it now. They call it Waukilla just because it's so, uh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's, it, it. it's It's got a name for itself. That's for sure. Yeah. So how long was your engagement? Our engagement was a total of <clears throat> two years. There was, there was definitely some time mm-hmm. between engagement. How, how did you decide that? I think financially, it just kind of forced us into that position of time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as as with anything, we struggled with it in the beginning. And then we had our moments of clarity and we began to plan and we made our marriage happen. So you guys have been together for quite a while mm-hmm. and relationships, they really go through stages, don't they? And, they do. you know, I think when you hit that first one, you, you're like, what is even happening? And until you really roll through a few of those huge bumps, Mm -hmm. like adjusting to having children Mm -hmm. and financial stuff, I think you think, is this it? Right. So what were some of those things for you guys? Some of the challenges? The challenges was like living on our own, trying to look for jobs. I remember at one point um, I was going to work third shift at a restaurant and that was like my last straw because I was applying and nothing and I remember I took the job for third shift and I was going to start like a week later. And then I got a call from Walgreens, the corporate, and they were paying good. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Just and then and then comes the children. So that's a different season. Um, I, I decide we both decide to I'm going to leave. I'm going to stay home because we had a little incident with our babysitter. And that's scary. When you see like a bruise on your on your child, 
like what's really going on. And so that was super scary. And I decided to leave my job and stay home with my baby full time. And that was a totally different. I was always I've always been the one that I'm going to be the independence. I'm going to go out there and make my own money. So that was just very like, oh, hard for me. Because you had to be dependent on Gabe. On Gabe. Yeah. We were both at the time making good money. I was working for Walgreens. He was working for the company that you were at recently, left recently. And I felt like it was a good point. And we we're both working. Then we have, you know, the baby. And they're like, okay, now we got to stop all this. And, and it did shift things around. So I had to get adjusted to, you know, to what our, this next part of our life was. Life and, yeah. And then I, you know, with my parents not being around and my family, it was super hard. I felt like alone. Gay was always working. And at the time I was very reserved. I didn't talk to other moms. It's so different with my second child. I joined like a, a mom's group in church and I was, I was, you know, more opened and, and I noticed a difference. So from my first, from my Elise and from Alina, you know, I've grown and I, I allow people to come into my life and, and to talk and, yeah. So how long were you guys? Seasons, definitely yeah. seasons. Sure. Yeah. And how long were you guys married before you had kids? Two years. Yeah. About two years. Yes. Yeah. Two years. Two years. So, I mean, that was quite a shift then, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because two years, you guys were both working. You're both kind of independent and growing together. And then this huge shift, right? Mm-hmm. Upside down. Yeah. And I felt, I felt like we were always just like in, in, the, our, in our world, like we were always just working and paying bills, working and paying bills, like trying to get ahead. But we just never felt like we ever got ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. just a lot of, a lot of habits, old habits in the past uh, that would, wouldn't allow us to see just past that, that we were just, all we had to do was work and pay bills and work and pay bills. Was this um, like spending habits or saving habits? I think yes. Was, this I, guy had a lot of debt. I, I, I was. <laughs> my mom and daddy. Party, was, yes. Yeah, my mom and dad <laughs> said, "Oh my gosh, she has so much debt." I would talk to my parents a lot. I was really open with them, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy has so much debt." And and I no, I I never had a credit card. I my first credit card was in college. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was it was those bad habits that kind of just followed me through it, and we definitely you know, outgrew all of that and were able to surpass it. And then children came around and those habits kind of followed us. It wasn't so much the spending anymore, but it was just that mentality of never having enough. Mm-hmm. And when we actually did have enough, we just didn't see it. So you had the feeling of never enough. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's really common. How did you shift that? Coming to see you guys. We met you. <laughs> Coming to see you guys. It, it literally was right after the birth of Alina. Alina. That we were getting into a really bad situation between the two of us. And that was kind of like real breakup number one. But in reality, it was kind of like the second t- time that we hit this point in our lives where we were done. We were done with one another. I did mention to Myra that I wanted to go ahead and at least seek some counseling and see what we were going to what we could do if we could salvage this situation. At first she, um, was I wasn't, really, yeah, I wasn't really happy with the idea. Yeah. She was reluctant with the idea, but, yeah. uh, thankfully she decided to join us, join me with, with you guys. And you guys really did help us. What was going on that you were like, this has to happen. We're in bad shape. I think it's a lot of this cultural male, female roles 
in where as the male has to provide everything and me as the female, all I do is I am the caretaker. But I wasn't raised with that type of mentality so much. It was more of like, we have to share things. And so that was a, that was a clash between the two of us. And again, that was, you know, later we, we, we learned that that's like a cultural issue as well, but it's just getting rid of that old way of thinking. And that's really where the majority of the issues stem from. What's your side of that? A mother, the mother's side. Like you're juggling everything and on your own. And um, how do I contribute to get ahead in just trying to raise a family? Would you say that when you get under pressure, you kind of fall back on your domestication? Mm-hmm. And that's where the frustration would come in. Like there's this pressure, financial pressure, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then the words that come out of your mouth are what you've heard your whole life. You mm-hmm. know, like he's supposed to be doing this. So mm-hmm. this is yours. The mm-hmm. default is what you were taught. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Why? He just, it doesn't sound like he's doing enough. And what is he doing? Like, is he spending all and his who's, money? Who's asking you these questions? My parents. Is he spending all the money? Do you know? He's probably keeping something like, um, from you. You should check the bank accounts and. Yeah. And we were going through that back and forth struggle. And, you know, I was always trying to be transparent as possible. And I, and she would have access to everything, you know, but it didn't matter what I did, but it was always, there was always that like doubt. um, And fear. And fear. Yes. Yeah. You know, that idea of dealing with people external to your relationship, people have asked us, you know, what's appropriate, what's appropriate to share outside of the relationship or inside, whether it's your parents or your in-laws, or your friends. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you guys had a lot of people that had a lot of information about what was happening for you guys more intimately. Mm-hmm. What was what was the burden of that? And what was the blessings of that? Awareness. Like, I, I, don't, I don't share too much anymore. And it's okay. You know, I felt like I had to share everything with my parents. But that's not true. It's okay to keep things, you know, from them. As long as I have my partner with me and like finances, they don't need to know. My parents just said, did you win the lottery or something? Gabe's not working. And I just blow them off. I don't say anything. I don't even respond. So why did you think you had to share so much with your family? And how did you break that cycle? I think it was just a natural thing to do. Right. I'm, 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 they're my parents. And you grew up telling them. And I grew up things. telling them lots mm-hmm. of things. I was just used to it. Mm-hmm. And, but then you grow up, you mature and you're like, okay, this is not going to, I'm not going to tell them this because you know how they react. So it was just a it habit. It wasn't helpful. It wasn't helpful. No. Yeah. You know, because you guys have worked with us, you know, that's one of our rules, right? That no talking about anything in the relationship while we're doing this work. Mm-hmm. And for the reason of to feel your own feelings and turn towards each other. And obviously you guys grew up in different homes with different styles and different mm-hmm. ways of doing things. And when a couple comes together, mm-hmm. they have to create something else. Right. That's what synergy is, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have families pulling you back into that style, it's really easy to turn your partner into a monster. Right. Yes. Instead yes. of instead of merging with them, which is not painless mm-hmm. to you know, get those rough edges off so you guys fit together better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really common thing people go through. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before about that concept of a system, 
right? And a family is a complete system. Each member of the family occupies a role in that system. When one person tries to break out of that system, Mm -hmm. the system tries to bring them back in, Mm -hmm. right? And so families naturally don't like it when one member of the system tries to change or, you know, now it gets married to someone and now they're creating their own system. It it kind of threatens the, you know, the sanctity of of that system itself. You know, that's the point, right? Mm -hmm. To feel your own feelings. Mm -hmm. And when you are two people, that have a difference of feelings, Mm -hmm. you want to rally your troops, whether it's your buddies, whether it's your family, whoever it is, and be like, see, I'm right. But there's no one that's going to be right and wrong in a relationship. There's either two rights or two wrongs, Mm -hmm. two winners, two losers. And you guys are kind of stuck in that power trip for a a while. I think that's originally why you guys came in, right? Was, you know, there was this big gap. You guys just couldn't figure out where the bridge could get put in there. Right. It was just, to me, it felt like literally, but I didn't realize this until after the fact, all it was, was just simple guidance with how to um, understand what it was that we were going through. We literally could not see, you know, the simplicity, literally, it really was such a simple solution to all of the issues that we were facing. But yeah, um, I think we each had like so much baggage and so much like, you know, verse. Just like coming from different backgrounds, we just Mm -hmm. came with so much baggage and so much hurt and ways of thinking. Just so much going on in our lives that we were just distracted. And, and I mean, you guys pretty much taught us how to be a husband and a wife and how to treat each other, like treat each other fairly, love, be open. I remember I was so reserved. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just let go. And that's because of my fear. I really like the fact that it wasn't. When we were coming in with the, uh, you know, we're going to go see a therapist. We had the, I had the classic in my mind. We're like, I'm going to go ahead and say my piece. And you guys are going to go ahead and validate that for me and make her feel bad about it. But it wasn't like that at all. It was literally, you taught me how to think for myself. And in essence, I literally grew up and I, I don't think my parents could have taught me something like that. I think it, it takes like a third party to go ahead and actually wake you up. And yeah, it's like a life coach that I didn't even realize that I needed. I remember so. you guys, the first question you guys asked us was like, are you guys both willing to actually work in this marriage, like work together to improve or, you know, remember they yeah. asked us that? Yes. And are you committed mm-hmm. to, to working and doing this therapy together? And, and we said, yes. Remember? Mm-hmm. Despite our reservations, we did say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was a scary yes. Yeah. You know, it's really cool to hear you guys be able to describe that process. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times that's what we feel too. It is like a parenting type of mm-hmm. thing that we're doing. And parents can only teach us what they've learned. Mm-hmm. And it's the kids' jobs to grow beyond what they've learned. And so, yeah, how do you learn that? Because your parents set their lives up in a way that worked for them, but the world has changed. Everything's changed. Yeah. And so how are you guys figuring this out? And I'm sure your guys' marriage looks very different than your parents' marriages. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, and it, you, go ahead. I, I was just, you know, along, you know, speaking to that process, it was just very eye-opening to realize how much like my parents I was doing. And, you know, when I finally figured out, you know, you guys had that, those questionnaires and 
And then when you, you you said, Ray, you were like, all right, can you read back those things that you circled? And I circled everything. And he's like, who does that sound like? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I sound like my mom and dad. (laughs) That was when my mind kind of blew open and I realized I'm starting to see what I'm doing here. And yeah, that was was an amazing process. Mm -hmm. And that's that whole self-learning that I was talking about. And I was like, I'm actually growing here more so than I would have. You know, and it's because you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is, um, you know, piggyback what you said about the, the, the projects that you had of doing. The rock one. I still remember that one. I tell that to like everyone that you had us, um, you know, collect some rocks, heavy rocks <laughs> and carry them with us the everywhere. Rocks. Right. Mm-hmm. The resentment ones. Yeah. And I remember Gabe and I, we, you said, whenever you're ready, you need to just toss them. Like, and that was like to let go. And then we both like um, agreed to wake up really early in the morning. We Mm -hmm. went to a little pond. Every time you threw the the resentment rock, you had to say something positive or uh, something reassuring. And so that was really cool. And I tell people to do that all the time. (laughs) It's really funny. That's a a great like physical exercise that you really don't realize the impact of it Mm -hmm. by hearing about it. It's like you have to do it in order to really understand the impact of that. Do you guys remember hearing us tell you that Every relationship's a 50-50. Yes. yes. He reminds, Gabe reminds me all the time. <laughs> Did you believe it when you first heard us say it? No. <laughs> it makes sense, but, you know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it is 50-50. Yeah. But it's, it's all that unconscious stuff in our domestication that we learn that we don't realize. Yes. We think we're right and the other person's mm-hmm. wrong because we see out. Mm-hmm. And not like this. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, if they would change, I'd be right. fine. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot easier to blame your partner. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I see some eyes. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. And, you know, you guys were very much a his and hers when we met you guys. Mm-hmm. And I can see the us in you. Oh, there wasn't hers, yeah. there wasn't that unity, you know. Yeah. You had your way you were fighting for. You had your way you were fighting for for quite a bit. I know. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then you guys figured out that merger. And I think a big part of it is the boundaries with the people around you. Yes. You know, because, of course, they're hearing your side of it. Mm-hmm. And they love you. So why wouldn't they pick your side? Exactly. <laughs> right. I know. But it's just that their their feelings and opinions about your life is always going to be limited because they don't know enough of your lives as a couple to really have that opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how have you guys been able to set boundaries? How do you, how do you navigate that? You know, now with your extended family and, you know, you, you're obviously going to have relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Right. But how do you guys figure out things in a way that you both still remain intact as a couple and you don't allow those extraneous relationships to get in the middle? Well, I had a, an episode. I, dealing with my parents has been very difficult, but you know, I guess I've always prayed for compassion, just compassion and understanding like where they're coming from and their backgrounds, you know, and when I, when I started thinking about that, I don't get as angry anymore. So, and I just say, I'm just grateful that my mom's still around. You know, because she didn't have her mom growing up. Like just recently, like a, a, an uncle of his passed away. Like all that, just kind of like, you know, you reflect on them. Like, 
wow, that's a dad that left his their family. So I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that my parents are still around. And yeah, my mom has issues. Everyone has issues. But I, I guess like it, me learning how to deal with it and not letting it affect me, like bother me so much, then I'll be okay. I mean, I, I, I admit I had a little breakdown with something that my mom did. And thank God Gabe was there. He got a little upset with me, but but we, we're, we're fine. We're good. As long as we're good. And then I give them some space then I'm good. Then they adjust to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for the most part, all parents wake up trying their best, right? With what they have and what they know. Yeah. Including their own pain and their own experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to your parents, you know, it's, I'm glad you guys are talking about this because this is just really normal stuff. Okay. This isn't about anything that's super horrible, you know? You know, we have a podcast. You guys are on it. My mom <laughs> listens do. to this podcast. Oh, hi, mom. <laughs> and sometimes she feels bad, Aww. you know, and that's what we know is that everyone's trying their best okay. to do the best that they can. Yeah. And it is our jobs to grow beyond that, which is painful for them. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the life process. And so if there are other people out there mm -hmm. that are dealing with parents and they're trying to figure out those boundaries, do you guys have any advice for them? I think I would say yeah. for those parents, I mean, for those individuals dealing with their parents, um, I would just basically say to know that it's okay to create that boundary for yourself. And that doesn't mean that you don't love your parents any less than you already do anyway. Just accept being accepting of that will help you set those boundaries for yourself and make it okay for yourself to move on to the next thing that you have to tackle. And just give yourself space. Yeah. You know, I was the type of person that I would I would call my parents every day, morning, after work, at night. I remember the last time I met my dad's like, you don't call me anymore. You don't call me in the mornings anymore like I used to. And I don't do that anymore. It doesn't before I would have just, you know, so just give yourself space. Where does that energy go to now that you're not giving it to them? Oh, my gosh. So much work, my business. When I would drive, because I, I um, yeah, I, I, I shoot babies, I photograph babies. And so I would use my time to listen to the radio, moody radio, you know, listen to the word on my way to work. And it's okay. I mean, God first. <laughs> so, yeah, just give yourself space. You're going to be okay. You know, I yeah. think in all fairness to as a parent that has adult children, one that's married, I think it's something we have to figure out too. You yeah. know, what is the the right cadence? You know, maybe we don't talk to our kids enough. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you better call them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, certainly if they want to talk, they call us or we call them and Aww. we probably talk like once a week, but mm -hmm. we'd never had that expectation and none of our oh, family are phone people. So like that you have to call me every day or you have to do that. Mm -hmm. But I've seen lots of parents do that to their mm -hmm. adult children. That's what happened to Gabe. When we recently married your mom, she was like, "Yeah, she she did have the issue of how come you don't call me anymore?" And mm -hmm. I basically told her, "You know what, mom? Just because I don't call you doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about you or I don't love you any less. I just and this was my first instance of actually setting that boundary between my mom. And you know, the difference between our parents is is that she uh, she was accepting of of it." And that, that in itself was very telling of, you know, the way, the way that I was grow, growing up and 
you know, having a completely different background than Myra, for example, with how to approach some of these issues that we had. So she needed you to set that boundary for her. Yes. Because she thought it should be a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think she was expecting it. I think, I think it probably did feel like a gut punch to hear it for the first time. But I think I, I also did her the favor of doing that and she did grow from it as well. Yeah. We, we had kind of the same, similar thing early yeah, on in our mom. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily my parents don't know how to listen to podcasts, so I can, <laughs> I can talk about this freely. Uh, but you know, in, in the beginning, my mother would come over and, and I think it was really this, this duty thing. Like she felt like it was a duty to come over like uh, almost every day when we had our, you know, had, had Dean mm. and she would clean our house and, you, you know, that I might, couldn't find it. Yeah, that might sound nice. like a, you know, a nice thing, but she would like, we wouldn't find anything. Everything would just be taken oh. and put in a different place. It, it became very, you know, uh -huh. distracting and disruptive. And so I, I remember having, we had to set that boundary and we did that. First, we did it through my dad. Yeah. And he was kind of a that good. That was a tough one. Yeah. He was a good facilitator because we didn't want to, you know, hurt her feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. And we wanted to be a little bit softer of an approach. Aww. But, you know, those those boundaries are, are really important because now mm -hmm. you have this, this shift in your life. Your life is different now. Mm -hmm. And your parents are just going to continue to do what they know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And so change is always going to make someone feel anxious, mm. right? And it's going to bring up this feeling of uh, the unknown, right? Uncertainty. Mm. And so our parents are going to, they're going to feel that disruption, you know, and they're going to just kind of go back to the default, right? They're going to brace themselves. And that is something that we all are going to face as our lives continue to evolve and change, mm. right? And now we, we've got kind of a great relationship with my parents mm -hmm. and, you know, I so. wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking of. Uh, oh, there's another time. Just of the Beatles. Wow. So again, they're not going to hear this. So. You know, we're night people, okay? Right. And she would call, and this is pre-cell phone. So ringer in the house, ding a ding a ding, with yeah. the answering machine, oh, eight yeah. o'clock every right. morning, every morning, eight a.m. And yeah. you know, we work afternoons and evenings we don't mm -hmm. get up at 8 a.m we're never up at 8 a.m yep. and that took a little bit to get her to stop doing that. Yep. sunday mornings were the worst because then it was my mom and dad yeah Aww. right yeah right what? now now she just texts me emojis yeah Aww, the slug yeah. emoji right i don't know how she knows how to do it very strange it's very strange but yes what nationality are you dr ray i am half filipino half persian okay filipino yay <laughs> I love Filipinos. What's wrong with Persian? I don't know. <laughs> I love Persians too. Yeah. Yeah. So these are really normal things that everyone goes through because we all just grow up different. Yeah. 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 And, and especially being, you know, first generation American, mm -hmm. right. Which I, I can also say that it is, it is a shift, right. For the culture yeah. and what worked in the old country does not work here. Mm -hmm. Right. And especially you're trying to raise your kids to, you know, integrate with the society around them. And so you're going to have to do things different that, that your parents are not going to agree with. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think some, some mamas think they should be number one in your life. Yeah. And you're trying to make that shift of making your partner number one and your relationship a priority. And 
I would agree that that is the best scenario is to put that energy towards a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then as a couple, have a relationship with each other's families. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to build synergy. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I love his family. Mm -hmm. I, and before when I was going through my issues, I wasn't so secure around his family. Now I'm just like, Oh, like I'm just, I love it. Yeah. You know, and same thing around my family. I would feel like, you know, a little intimidated around my own family. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, this is me. Like, this is what you're going to get. You just, you just feel happier. And especially when you have your significant other, we have your, your husband next to you and supports you and loves you and doesn't judge you. And that makes it all better. <laughs> so now mm -hmm. we've talked about in, in, you know, in, in this episode here, we talked about letting go, right. That you guys had to learn how to let go. And just recently you guys have had a huge shift mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. You guys want to talk about that? And yeah, it yeah. was scary. Well. Like, um, Gabriel. Okay. So this is the thing. <laughs> Gabriel is working downtown Chicago. We, we recently bought a house four years ago. He was commuting. Like he would get up in the morning, six 30 in the morning and he wouldn't get home until 7 PM. So I felt like a, like a pretty much a single mom. I, don't, I, I know you don't like hearing that, but I just felt alone and I had to, you know, juggle everything while I'm trying to pursue my career, you know? And then we had some scares where Gabe was admitted into the hospital. We thought he had a, a heart attack. Thank God it was not a heart attack. It was his thyroid. Slash panic attack. Slash and panic attack. So that kind of like just, you know, pretty much just like, oh my God, what's going on? Like his health is not doing so good. Like literally he didn't have time to work out. Like we knew that he had a you know, his health had to change. Like the, just you know, his lifestyle had changed. Like he was literally in the, sitting down on the train for like an hour to get to downtown. Yeah, and then the train ride. Was and then he's sitting, sitting a, down again, in the office. So it's like the train ride was literally a part-time job in itself. It was like a five and a half hour commute daily. Uh, and yeah, when we moved up North, you know, the whole health issues started to arise mm -hmm. and also, you know, having to hear Myra with, you know, the issues that the challenges that she was facing at home I started to build a lot of resentment at home and at work. And the huge shift, you know, within me was finally, you know, building that courage to go ahead and let go of a lot of the fears that kept me stuck in that job, which was like the financial fears. What am I going to do next? And the more and more that I really thought instead of living in the present, I continually, you know, constantly lived in that future that never realized itself. And I thought to myself, I'm just going to live in the present. I'm going to focus on my family, give them the time that they need, give myself the time that they need. And I left. I decided to leave uh, that job after 13 years. And I mean, there was a lot of scariness mm -hmm. in doing that. But in doing so, it allowed me to finally focus all of this free time and energy that I had into something else that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to go ahead and just pursue what I did in the creative space and help others. And like I had mentioned earlier, it seems to be looking for me now and I'm just responding to it. Other, you know, other businesses reaching out to me, asking me, how can I help them? So you're using a video format to help companies brand themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, you know, nowadays, you know, social media is so prevalent and 
businesses are just looking for ways to how to reach out and, you know, here's my piece, 30 seconds. That's all I've got. You know, our attention spans are, you know, we're so bombarded every day with mm-hmm. so much. You really only have five, 10 seconds of impact time. After that, if you didn't catch someone's attention, you're done and you're toast. And you really can't really say what you want within those 10 seconds. And so what I do is essentially I am trying to bring someone's personality front and center as the first thing that somebody sees. And, you know, that's like you're meeting someone for the first time. You are going to give them a bit more than 10 seconds because you want to hear what they say. So I'm almost approaching marketing from that perspective now. Not so much the um, you have to be profitable. It's more relationship building. So. Well, we kind of can relate with that, right? (laughs) It's all about relationships. Yeah. And if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they find you? I'm on on various social medias by uh, the handle at Mindflix Films. I think Facebook at Mindflix Films and also on Instagram. M-I-N-D-F-L-I-X Films. No, no space in between, just all together. Or at my other handle, and this one's kind of a little bit tougher one, at G-R-K-F-I-R-E. So it's at Mindflix Films. <laughs> we'll keep it <laughs> on down. Facebook we'll and put that Instagram, in the show notes. right? Yeah. yeah, we'll have that in the show notes. That would be a little easier. Yeah, I'm really proud of Gabe. <clears throat> and I've noticed a, a, a drastic change in, not only in him, but in our relationship and the girls. Like they love having dad around. Mm-hmm. We're eating earlier, like dinner. Like dinner was like eight o'clock yeah. late. We're both trying to lose weight together. Like we're doing things together. Like we're right, right now we're doing intermediate fasting. We've lost like 10 pounds. I mean, 20 all together. Great. <laughs> and so it's just, it's, I, it's funny. Cause I told them the other day, I'm like, I like having you around. Like before I couldn't stand you cause you were never around. But now that he's around, I love it. And it's like, you kind of like had to like, vi- like, like we pretty much have offices together back to back. I can't stand his t- typewriter. <laughs> My keyboard. His keyboard. Yeah, his, or his keyboard, I mean. <laughs> I, I, I have I, I have a, uh, it's called a mechanical keyboard, so it's not oh like, God, you so know, it's not like, not like on the Apples and the Macs, they're so tiny and really silent. I like the actual tactile click that you hear from yes. back, wow. in, the, back yeah. in the old wow. keyboards. It's so annoying. I think that's a thing that's coming back in. Yeah, you know? right. No, no, seriously, <laughs> there's, so. there's, there's like a wave of people who are really into retro items, like a lot of the younger kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. A young kid? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I just, I really like our, our son has a Polaroid camera. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one he too. enjoys that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Myra, you're part of our 22 date night challenge. I am. Yeah. So I'm a photographer. I'm what you call like a lifestyle, you know, light photographer. Mm-hmm. So um, I do weddings. I do family sessions. So I go to the house and capture like the moments in your, in your home and quinceañeras, so sweet 16s, first birthdays, like small little events, intimate events. And now, and recently, I, now recently kind of tagging along with me and a lot of people are finding value in what you yeah. do for what we're, they're mm-hmm. looking for. And last week we actually did um, a home together. So I was the one uh, uh, for real estate. a house. Yeah, real estate mm-hmm. for a house that was for sale. That's on for sale. And I did the photos and Gabe did the video. Yeah, it was super cool. We went to Park Ridge and it was so cool just working together. And then over the next six months, you'll have 
certain days that you're going to offer times. Yes. And some might be in a studio and some might be outdoors. Yes. Once over gets, the six months. Yeah, yeah. Once it gets nicer, then I like to do like on location photography. So we go to parks and I have some really nice little parks that we could go to. Cool. Yeah. And how would people find you? Yeah. So it's my name, Myra Ochoa Photography dot com. It's just my name, Myra. And it's spelled M-A-I-R-A Ochoa. O-C-H-O-A photography. Awesome. Awesome. On Instagram yeah. and I'm on Instagram and my website, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. All the places. Mm-hmm. So as a couple that has gone through the couples synergy program. Mm-hmm. How would you describe how it's changed your lives? Oh, it's changed dramatically. Night and day. Night and day. Like we're doing, like we're getting out of our comfort zone. Like the, like the Grand Canyon thing that we did together. Mm-hmm. Like, we just got our tickets for that. Oh, you Havasu, did? Havasu, for Havasu oh, Pie? Oh my God. That is super go. awesome. So that was Gabe's 40th idea. And I just, I, I go with the flow with anything. Um, and I'm afraid of heights. Are you guys afraid of heights? No. Okay, I You'll am. You'll love it then. <laughs> okay, so that was, I mean, you guys like literally like told us to get out of our comfort zone to do do things together and um, explore and create. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as a couple, you know, I feel like there's some people out there that feel a little jealous because I'm hanging out with my BFF right here, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I don't care. You know, yeah. this is this is my friend and I want to hang out with them. So yeah. we've used, we've used those principles that we learned, like constantly always try to create. And that's kind of like a guiding light almost. And we are okay with ourselves to mm-hmm. step out of our comfort zones now and continue to do so. And I, I know that every time, you know, when we stray from that and, mm-hmm. you know, we find ourselves, you know what, let's focus back on doing this. Every time that we do that, so many doors begin to open you know. and then we have like, you know, we just go with the flow and the life completely changes all over again. It's so funny because we brought, so every morning, it's like, you know, when you go to work, right? You get up, you have to get ready. Just because we're working from home doesn't mean that we don't have like a routine. So we get up in the morning. I, I you know, I shower, get ready. I like, I like to feel good about myself. So I put on my makeup, my hair. And then I go downstairs, we drink our cup, our cup of coffee and we bought our whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And so we're writing down all of our ideas now. And that's from you guys. You guys said um, to create, you know, to the, to the vision board. Vision, the vision, vision board. board yeah. Yeah. So we bought a little whiteboard and we're writing down all of our ideas. So it's like a little company, you know, it's awesome. for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real. <laughs> and then we're just, you know, bouncing, bouncing off ideas. And then comes nine o'clock. All right. You know, because the girls leave at eight. So we have an hour to talk. And then, OK, we get on our computers and we're and we're working. We're doing something. We're, we're you know. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. Literally, I remember in the beginning mm-hmm. of, you know, when we went to chat with you guys, you guys asked how much time, how much quality time have you guys oh. actually, <laughs> you know, talked to one another, you know, 15 minutes or a half hour. And yeah, it was literally like, wow, we probably a half hour a week total. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even realize that until we actually said that. So we, we, we do get our hour in always in the beginning, in the mornings now. That's yeah, awesome. and then the and then the four minute hug. Remember how you guys taught yeah. us the four minute. So I I do that to my girls. Yeah, and Elite, my oldest, she's like, we got a hug, mom, for like four minutes. <laughs> they don't know what four minutes is, but I'm just like hugging them, and so the girls are doing that now. That's so it's, great. Wow. Yeah, you guys are teaching them some great things yeah. too. Right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really good to see you guys. You guys yeah. look great. Thank yeah. you. Last question. Yep. What is it that your partner does that you know they love you? 
oh, Gabe's always encouraging me. Like he's always saying, Myra, you're, don't worry about anything. You Because we did a video together and it's like, I don't know what to say. And I feel stupid. And he's always just like, like my number one fan. He's always like, you're <laughs> awesome. You're doing great. Don't worry about it. And so he's always very encouraging and by my side. Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to say the same thing too. Uh, no matter you know, in the past, I, I remember whenever I would want to attempt something to do, there was always kind of like that cautious approach that Myra would always give me. It would kind of would sway me away from doing so. That's not so much anymore. Now it, I do have that reinforcement from her. And she's like, go for it. Try it. We'll see. You know, we kind of threw that fear out the window now. So that's how I know from comparing it from previous you know, attempts that I know that she loves me and she has changed. That is so awesome to hear, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is really awesome to see you guys again and to hear how awesome you guys are doing. Aww. Thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah. today. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. Oh my God, I'm here. <laughs> it's so much fun, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's so cool for us to watch a relationship grow and, you know, to feel like you have to apologize that your husband becomes your best friend and that... <laughs> You are an intact family that has a healthy life together. Aww. You know, it's beautiful to see. It really is. And we know where you guys were at. I know. Yeah. You know, you guys yeah. were very much at odds and doing all the wrong things when we met you guys. Mm-hmm. You, great job. And you Thank and you. you've maintained it for years. Yeah. This is years ago. Right? And we're yeah. still improving. We're still mm-hmm. doing, trying to do our best. Yeah. You know, people have been sharing their stories since the beginning of time to bond and heal and grow. Mm-hmm. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. I hope so too. Thank you for having us. For all of you joining us today and for listening to Couple Sooners, we want to thank you wholeheartedly. Our passion is in helping couples have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, especially if they're dealing with external people in their relationships, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. <laughs>